0: You're listening to LGR, Liberal Guilt Radio. I I think the last time we talked, you you said to me, like, look, I don't want to let these people off the hook. And by saying it was Oswald, you let them off the hook. What I firmly believe is that the second this happened, everybody was like, oh, shit. We know this guy. Can you imagine, like, just being Guy Bannister, being Dave Ferry, being George D'Amour Shield? Maybe even being Bobby Kennedy that day and seeing that picture on TV for the first time and going, oh, shit. That, I think, is abundantly clear. Is that that moment when everyone realized it was Oswald, if there was a conspiracy theory or not, was a oh, shit moment when we got to do everything we can to bury this thing. And maybe maybe it was Oswald just playing both sides. No one took him seriously. And ultimately, he got the last laugh in a weird way.
1: <laughs> no way. No way, no way. Don't even don't even you, look, you can't entertain that if he shot in the front right temple and the front neck. You can't even entertain that somebody in the Texas Schoolbook Depository, which Oswald was because he was found a minute or two afterwards in the second floor. You cannot entertain that he shot Kennedy from the front or from the front right. That's impossible. And it's not a conspiracy. That's how that's true. It's impossible for someone in the Texas School Book Depository who was behind the motorcade at the time to shoot Kennedy from the front. Kennedy did not stand up and face the back. He did. He was not looking backwards. I he just think it's forward. hard to think
0: fi- we'll never be able to figure out if that was an entrance wound or not because the tray fucked it up.
1: But the only I understand what you're saying, but the man who did the trach Mm -hmm. said it was an entrance wound. And then we now know that the CIA pressured him to change that. Elmer Moore said to Gokenhauer he was ordered to pressure Dr. Malcolm Perry to change that away from an entrance wound. Malcolm Perry in the documentary later told one of his coworkers, yes, it was an entrance wound, no doubt. Um, and, and like, you know, was, here's what, here's what Elmer Moore said about why they did it. Elmer Moore, this is a quote, uh, from Gokenhauer, and this is in the podcast, um, on black op radio where Gokenhauer expands. And he's one of the people interviewed in JFK visit. He says that Elmer Moore said, if we didn't investigate this case, the way we did, there was a good possibility of 40 million dead Americans now. this is
0: russia or something
1: yeah this is and this we talked about this last time okay this is how they set up this project like the guys involved wanted to go with war with russia they're hawks they think we have an advantage they think now's the time They expected Kennedy to do it in Cuba to expand. They expected him to do it in uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. He didn't. In fact, he was doing this nuclear test ban treaty. He was trying to go to the moon with the Russians. He was trying to share space technology. This was antithetical to everything they believe. And if you believe in in sort of an interesting UFO alien world like I do, the idea of sharing space technology is literally the most guarded secret in the military industrial complex. So the document 10 days before the assassination or 12 days where Kennedy is asking them to like, uh, and maybe the veracity of this document, who knows, but there is a document that's been produced that says that he was trying to share space technology and go to the moon with the Russians. What I'm saying is they thought he was a traitor for that. They took him out. And the cover story was Oswald is a Russian agent. That is what we cannot tell the public. And so everyone has to get on board with the cover-up because otherwise 40 million Americans are going to die. Now, that's what they told Earl Warren. That's why Earl Warren supposedly said no to being on the Warren Commission before it was the Warren Commission. And then uh, and it's LBJ the –
0: It's the president's commission on the
1: – Right. L, LBJ gives him the speech of God that it's the Russians, but we can't do anything about it because everyone's going to die. And that's where he comes out of the white house, supposedly like frazzled and like all, all uh, upset. And he agrees to be a part of the commission. And, and that's, that is the story was we have to classify this stuff internally cause it was the Russians. It's so but, interesting
0: seeing uh, Earl Warren and they show the footage of the inauguration and seeing Earl Warren
1: there with Kennedy. It's just like,
0: it's interesting.
1: Wild. i didn't know he was i didn't know he was the governor of california for a couple terms that he was sort of the mastermind of the japanese internment program there's a bunch of shit i didn't know about warren um look this you know you know and the the regional JFK. what do they say it's a mystery wrapped in a enigma wrapped in a puzzle i'm messing that up
0: do you know do you remember that quote yeah it's it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma something yeah you're
1: right it's not even a jfk quote i think that's like a it's a, they're quoting something else. Quoting but, something else Yeah. But, wrapped but look, in a
0: riddle. Did we say riddle?
1: Yeah. A riddle wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in an enigma. The, you know, when, here's what happens. Okay. I'm not, I'm a civilian and always have been. Okay. Full, full stop. Sorry to disappoint anybody, but that's who I am. But my understanding is Hey, I've been accused of being part of the cover up. I've been, <laughs> of well, I can't asset. speak for Lee, but but I do remember him back in the improv days and he seemed like a, a normal guy back in college. Um, and, uh, and it seems yeah, like UC a- Santa
0: Cruz would have, the UC Santa Cruz improv team would have been a bad place to send to, <laughs> to discredit the conspiracies uh, behind the Kennedy assassination.
1: But I, but what I know, a lot of what I know is based off of what L Fletcher Pratty has written and in the secret team, and uh, his book about JFK in Vietnam, and also the, the many interviews with Professor Proudy. But, but what he's explained, and, and this is true, which is that CIA covert operations necessarily have to be deniable. And every, every bit of hardware is supposed to be scrubbed or sourced in that it's deniable. And deniability is a huge part of covert operations. That's why You have to have people who, if they get busted, there's plausible deniability. So like Oswald being sheep dipped and having this legend of being a Russian asset or or defecting and then of like pamphleting and doing all this like pro communist or pro Russia, pro Marxist stuff that gives him as an asset, plausible deniability. And it so was he
0: a right wing guy? So, so who was he then? Because like every, you know, we, we hear some, you know, his journal and, you know, the recordings that we have of him, the stories here's that it. other people tell him from, from the army, you know, Don Belisario, the creator of
1: quantum leap, what he tells us about Oswald, like, <laughs> Wild. But, so who was he, who was he? Well, here's, here's what I can say. Cause I didn't know the man, you know, yeah. but what I can say is this, there's a reason his tax information is secret and has not been released. And it's not because Russia was paying him. It's because he was getting paid by ONI, CIA and FBI. Okay, full stop. That's the reason why his tax information is still classified. And it's not because he was getting paid by Russians. Um, And so for my money, if he is running around with CIA agents and FBI agents. Uh, the Gokenhauer guy I keep mentioning, and I really think that this like podcast on Black Op Radio with him is like pretty big deal. And I think some of his information about Eleanor is a big deal. He also interacted, and I'll get this name right, with this FBI agent named Carver Gayton. And, and Carver Gayton told Gokenhauer that he was stationed with Jim Hoste, who is a famous FBI agent who like Oswald went and left a note for. In uh, Dallas shortly the before the assassination. One of the biggest idiots in history. Well, and he says he destroys the note and like just like in isn't the isn't it movie the here. guy
0: from Office Space in Parkland?
1: <laughs> I, I haven't
0: seen Parkland.
1: No, you should watch Parkland. I haven't
0: seen I mean I, obviously Parkland. I don't is want like, to see,
1: I don't want to see it. <laughs>
0: no, you should because it's a it's a horrible movie about the Kennedy assassination, but it's a great movie about Abraham Zabrier. Uh, okay, that's
1: fair. That's fair.
0: Be- well, here's the thing, like the stuff about the me- the medical shit. you it's 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 that's not what's good about it. What's good about it is that it shows like uh, what Forrest Sorrels was up to today that day. Like what, um, yeah, what Zabruder was up to that day. It makes you wish that the movie had been called Zabruder instead. It had been about right. his whole day. Um, I probably would have watched it then. Yeah, well, but, look,
1: look, I mean, but yeah, here's- go ahead, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say that that's a whole other story. Is how. Originally, Tom Hanks and Gary Goetzman, who produced that movie, were going to do this whole eight uh, eight hour um, what's it called uh, uh, special about based on this book, Reclaiming History.
1: Right. By That's why Vincent. I was angry about it. And, hey, and you just, wait, you just held up Reclaiming History. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 but dieginio
0: shredded this book so hard, and went specifically did his own kind of campaign against. Uh, Gary Goetzman for like a sustained campaign against him for a year using whatever mouthpiece he had to the point where they basically scrapped the project. And they're like, eh, let's just make like a, a, like a kind of like, you know, American flag waving, like movie drama. It really has no political agenda or opinion. It's not trying to convince you it's Oswald. It is worth watching now because the guy from secession is Oswald and he's a great Oswald.
1: Oh man, Um, Jeremy strong. Yeah. oh my god he's okay well now now i'm
0: gonna walk and watch it man yeah dude just watch watch everything so that is going to be actually my next project that i I, i'm working on and uh is i want to do like a um basically like a leonard malton guide for kennedy assassination movies because like Hmm. that's the thing about like this sector of research is there's always like somebody who becomes like the expert on one thing you know it's like Bob Groden was like he's became he was the expert on all of the photographs and all the films of the assassination there's one lady who she's like I'm the expert on the car so I'm like right. I think I'm gonna try to make that my ex- expertise is like I want to be the expert on every movie that has ever referenced made a joke about or portrayed yeah. or talked yeah. about the Kennedy assassination in any way and so kind of have it be sort of a catalog of that but then also like um, commentary on on things because if you, you look at all the various aspects of the case like whether it's the secret service aspect or the medical aspect or the CIA aspect there's a movie at least one movie that covers that so you can kind of use analysis like analyzing how um, the event influenced and created all of these movies to look at how it affected our history and our culture, but also uh, look at the, the facts of, of the case. Cause you could take a movie that's really accurate about something and be like, look, this movie kind of shows really how it happened or a movie that's like, this is total horseshit. Let me explain what, what really
1: happened. So um, I love, look, I love that for you. And I, it's like a, uh, it's a great, it's a fun project. I love film. I love this. I think it's, I think that's awesome. You know? I'm not,
0: I don't take it seriously enough, I think.
1: No, no, no. You, you do, you do. But look, I'm still, I'm still trying to answer this Oswald question because I know. Well, because I I just feel like I have more, I
0: I let myself have more fun with this than you do. You're, you're uh, (laughs)
1: like, I, I I
0: care. Well, I know, you really do. John Judge, once the head of the coalition on political assassinations, who was always on like C SPAN yelling about this kind of stuff, he once called me a dilettante. And it really is, like, true. Like, I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of, like, I'm into the fact that the guy who wrote Chorus Line was hanging out with Clay Shaw. I'm like, no, that just makes Clay Shaw cool. Like, I do have more of a dilettante approach to this, like, whereas you do care. And obviously, I care, too. I mean, the shit I was just saying about Iraq proves that I do care. But also, like, this whole thing is, is... I hate to say it. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of drama and there's like a lot of like interesting stuff. And it is just an interesting way to look at post-war and Cold War America. Like it is the clock tower in November or October, 1955 Hill Valley of history. It's like how everything seemed to go to that one minute in Hill Valley and back to the future. Everything seems to like go back to the Kennedy assassination. And it is like the holy grail, it is, the the like uh, uh, crucifixion of the American religion. I mean, it is just like this crucial thing that is like so interesting, mm-hmm. and then there's all of these like deep. If you're interested in like the history of intelligence, there's all these deep pockets that we're getting into now, which I also love. I just love fucking spy shit and, and that kind of stuff too. And this and the, Ke- the Kennedy story is filled with that kind of stuff, and so yeah, I get into all that kind of pageantry, but fundamentally, like Stone's worldview. Mm-hmm. That he expresses in that original JFK movie and this JFK movie, I would say, is my worldview too. That who's really in charge are uh, big business and their buddies in the intelligence uh, uh, intelligence community who are really running the show.
1: Yeah, and and you know, I, I, I love I love your interest. You wouldn't be here doing this podcast if you weren't passionate about it. And I, I don't, you know, I think that, like, I appreciate your analysis. And I also think that, you know, like, sometimes I can be too sort of serious about it. And, and this point I was making about uh, Carver Gayton, he told uh, this guy, Gokenhauer that Hostie said to him when they were stationed together, that Oswald was an FBI informant. Okay. Hostie is like the most famous FBI agent who had direct contact with Oswald. Hostie told another FBI agent who he was stationed with, Oswald was an FBI informant. Now we know he's. What
0: was he informing on? That's what I'm interested
1: in. He also, according to his story, he says that he wasn't informing. That he was yeah. an informant, but he wasn't informing. Everyone says that Oswald's um, working for all these. people
0: So what is Oswald doing other than being a patsy? Is he just a patsy? They're just setting it up. Were they? Did they
1: have? A, were they just sheep dipping him, sending him to Russia? Did he was he no no to what, Russia. Look, I think what he was doing in in. Uh, you know, what he, the reason why he's handing out pamphlets is he's, he's handing out pro Castro pamphlets for the fair play for Cuba committee. And he's the goal of the operation. The reason it's being filmed is they're trying to see who takes the pamphlets and they're trying to, they're trying to smoke out communists because they're rabid right-wingers and, and Guy Bannister, whose office was around 544 Camp street that Oswald stamped some of these flyers on his job was to try and infiltrate like communist groups in New Orleans, and so mm-hmm. he is. He told multiple people that Oswald and that's was. That's what one
0: of his was working with. Was the was, was was was
1: the DRE? Yeah, and and he told multiple people that Oswald was one of his. Multiple people saw him going to Bannister's office. Multiple people saw him with Bannister and Ferry, who was another hardcore right wing and CIA person. The buildings like, demolished,
0: Oswald, by the way, so you can't go and and see. They well, say, surprised. oh, it's
1: not really, you know, I always heard this stuff like, oh,
0: it's not really, it's a different office. It's actually totally different. What are you talking about? It. You're crazy if you believe that. And that's
1: then the first time I went to New Orleans was,
0: oh, I should go check that out. Oh, no, it got demolished. Like, I'm not saying that's nefarious, but it's
1: It's like, like the Ambassador Hotel in LA that they tore down after, you know, or oh, after, you know. I,
0: sure, have sure. A, I have a coffee decanter from the Ambassador Hotel. The one about <laughs> me. That's a good thing. Okay. So here's the thing, like being the Kennedy assassination guy in your family is on one hand you're that guy who (laughs) is like oh fuck but you get gifts (laughs) (laughs) well on on one hand we're the guy that like i think last time you said you were in the car with your second with with your dad for a second during thanksgiving to like go to the airport or something and you just immediately like okay so and got into the yeah exactly but the alternative is that like when people know you're into something and they're passionate about it like you know you start to people think of you like that and like yeah my mother-in-law thought of me and, and got that thing for me anytime something interesting pops up about the kennedy assassination there'll be certain people like hey lee did you hear about this that's why i was like they when they did this document dump a couple years ago that was like oh yeah they so these documents came out and here's just a little bit of reporting that how it basically disproved that like conspiracy theories theorists were riot all along uh and there was not nearly as much fanfare from from mainstream news regarding that revelation than there were about anything else that would have made the official story look better. But anyway, I remember sure. getting messages from people, hey, did you see this? Isn't that interesting? And I'm like, oh, my fucking god, I've been yelling about this shit for years. Uh, yes, <laughs> it is
1: very interesting. You're right. I'm look. I've got I got one JFK book that's like lost in the mail right now that I ordered that I'm. Yeah. I'm having to be like, dude, be cool. You can get the ebook, you know, but I'm, you know, that was a gift that I was like, you know, getting for myself from my family kind of thing. You know, no. um, I'm, I'm all about, you know, what it is? It it, 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 it's similar to a drug, but your appetite's been whetted. And once you get onto this case and you get the taste of blood in your mouth and you realize that like, there is something to this. That this there really is something to this, and I know people really do laugh. And you said earlier people laugh at, at people who believe this, and that, and that you hope that this documentary will change that. But you know, once you start discovering things, like once you discover there is a document that J Edgar Hoover briefed George Bush of the CIA about the anti Castro Cubans, that means that George Bush the CIA is a big, important CIA agent and that he is running anti-Castro Cubans. And so when you realize that George H.W. Bush was a Texas oilman who was a right winger and in the CIA, all the people who hated Kennedy, you know, And he's in this document where we're supposed to believe he was never in the CIA and he was appointed director of the CIA. And that was his first agency job. When you discover that that came out in 1988 and people weren't listening, but it went out on the AP, it was in the New York Times, it was in the nation, people missed it and elected him president. Okay. And and like, you look at those things and you go, wait a second. I'll, you look at the fact that Gerald Ford moved the bullet hole. I know in the it's backpack. just funny that it's yeah. like,
0: like all of these people that may or may not be involved in the like the big, big part of the conspiracy. Because there's like this, there's this, the small part of the conspiracy which is like who's handling Oswald? Who's you know is there someone right. moving a rifle around? You know it's like, and then there's like the big picture things of like the fact that there's like, yeah, Gerald Ford is like
1: because on the war Commission,
0: and then like. And then Nixon reveals in the Watergate tapes that it all goes back to the Bay of Pigs thing that Haldeman says- That's it, wait, actually slow GFK. down, Say that again. And then Nixon's gone. And then the same guy who moved the wound is like also the guy that pardons him for all crimes. And then like, you know, all of, and then, yeah, all of that for me. And Watergate. The, Watergate. Watergate. And then you mentioned Frank Sturgis earlier. Well, Frank Sturgis happened to be there. And the other guy. Watergate, e. Howard uh, Hunt. So mastermind of, Howard, of, of Watergate, E. Howard Hunt was the guy on his deathbed who said that there was the big fucking event. And here's, here's why I love all of this shit, John, is that, you know, one of uh, um Howard Hunt's cover stories, I guess, is, that may or may not have been true or not was that he was a secret agent writer. I'm sure, you know, this, he wrote a series of secret agent novels. And in fact, in the X-Files confessions of a cigarette smoking man, uh, that is like the premise of, of the episode where we learned that the cigarette smoking man killed Kennedy and killed um, <laughs> and, and killed uh, MLK as well, Is that he's trying to be a spy writer. And to me, that is why this piece of history is like so interesting to me is like even the guy in the middle of it (laughs) e howard hunt is like yeah but i wish i was a secret agent (laughs) right and that jfk loved he loved uh, james bond novels and that oswald loved james bond novels and that uh, that alan dulles loved from russia with love and him in like in uh jfk geeked out about that that they talked to ian fleming all of these guys loved spy shit and it influenced the way that they conducted business everybody thought they were a hot shot james bond because they're all reading these fucking books that i love and because of that they went out and they conducted themselves in this way uh and they created this world of of or participated, at least in this world of ad- abhorrent political violence. I mean, that's the thing is like, I'm looking at your, I'll get to the map here. Did you draw oh, yeah. You this?
1: Yeah, don't worry. People can't see this. I just sent him a couple of JFK like flow charts I made that are, like make me look like a genuine crazy person. No, but the first thing you point to
0: is FBI and to me and J. Edgar Hoover And to me, that is is the core of this it's the core of what was happening in the american century at that time and who is really in charge and what it's really about it's all about the flow of information it's not about who killed who pulled what trigger and what bullet fell from it's who is in charge of the fucking narrative and when you have people like j edgar hoover who had his ball had his, his 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 heel on jfk's balls and lbj's balls and nixon all of these people when you have this guy on the phone with johnson that night telling him this
1: we what know what it was
0: and we know who was and then he writes this like this piece that's basically the same script as as psycho this whole like uh, 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 Marguerite Oswald like as Norma Bates type psychological <laughs> breakdown that he's doing and then he tells Hostie or Hostie I can never get the guy's name right to burn the notes that to me was the aha moment is that if there's anything like so here's the thing if we assume that what you're saying is true and what Stone's saying <laughs> is true, at the core of this at that high level of we got the Bushes we got Bush we got Nixon we got we got everybody we got ford everybody in the 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 high level of this supposed conspiracy yeah. if this is true who would have to be at the center of this j edgar hoover and in order to really understand what was going on in the country whether or not you think these guys actually killed kennedy or were just involved in the cover up of how kennedy died and why which they clearly were like you just can't like even if you can even if we still can't clinch uh or even if you think that we can't clinch what shots came from where and you can't say was oswald or not like it is so clear that there was a conspiracy to silence what was going on and it involves all of these men many of whom became a couple of whom became president uh and um You don't, like I always say, you don't have to sign an agreement saying we're starting a conspiracy. The conspiracy just like happens in front of us. And you see these same guys trampling all over the rights of Americans here, of people everywhere, waging war, conducting assassination. And it's the same fucking people. It's these same people, these, these same guys, like that's the true conspiracy. Like the idea that you would be denying that there is something foul here is insane. And the idea that the Washington Post and the New York Times are still running these pieces prove that exactly what, what Stone was talking about in the, that movie and this movie is still in play, which is the, uh, the ability to use mass media to control what people think. And it's been so muddied because now people have figured that out. And so now everyone thinks they're the Galileo who's the insane who's the person everyone is saying is insane.
1: Um, they don't trust what... them they don't trust the mass media so yeah. they'll trust any anonymous person online because the mass media has been so thoroughly discredited that and people are starving, they're gasping for truth. And that is why they're most susceptible susceptible to propaganda by like international intelligence agencies now, like fucking QAnon or whatever, where people are like, JFK is coming back tomorrow, and they're like, great, and he doesn't. And they're like, JFK's come back in a year, great, JFK Jr. is alive, and he's this fucking weird guy who follows Trump around. What? what? Like,
0: yeah, and I'm also convinced that uh, the because like at first it was like it's JFK Jr. or is it JFK? <laughs> I think that some people just don't know that the difference. You know, kind of like how everyone calls Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, even though he was MLK Jr. It's like, I, I think that if you ask men on the street, like, what was JFK Jr. ever president? You might not get 100% accuracy on that question. And my, people might be like, wait, there was different guys. What? So that's why I think that like, as the con- the conspiracy uh, big tent that, that like that kind of shit is, that's why they're like, hey, it's JFK Jr. and his dad's going to be there too. Uh, well, let's just make it easy for people. But um, this is something that I've been been, uh, thinking a lot about as JFK as our only American saint, that he was like this ultimate sinner. I mean, he was always fucking around, smoking cigars, doing whatever, you know. (laughs) Like, I don't think he was the best husband in the world. He was certainly a sinner. And the moment he died, he became this like kind of sainted figure. And it's something I really like about, the movie is how uh, jfk revisit is how it ends with uh his nephew rfk jr saying hey you want to know who the most popular president is look at all the look at all the streets and hospitals and schools named after jfk and like i i just both times i watched the movie it broke down in tears when i just saw that montage of all of those all of those streets and it's like whether or not stone was right about is right about what jfk was going to do had he not been assassinated and i think stone fundamentally was right jfk has become this like uh he at first was like this liberal like saint but now he's become like as america becomes less of a institution or a public and more of this like kind of a religious idea like uh he's become like our saint and you think of like so many like uh irish pubs and like catholic households where there's the picture of jfk next to the picture of jesus you see like how essential he has become to like the american religion in a way and because his his thousand days were so brief you you can kind of put whatever belief you want on him and be like, "Well, actually, you know, things are different now." JFK would feel the way I feel about things. I do actually think that what JFK, what Stone is laying out in terms of his foreign policy goals uh, and his lack of desire for military intervention, I do think that that stuff is true. But even if you are some person who is deep into the more crazy conspiracy theories that we're hearing about today, you can probably put whatever shit you believe on to jfk you know what i mean
1: yeah like yeah yeah well well you're i just want to jump on what you said about um i mean i i too found the documentary uh moving and um the excerpts of jfk speeches that were included i thought were extraordinarily powerful and it begins with a jfk speech excerpt about peace and about his search for peace and you know not a not a temporary piece or, or, you know, but a a full piece. And and
0: And that's what this is about.
1: Yeah. And, and in JFK, the unspeakable by Jim Douglas. And, and then in the middle, there's this excerpt of a speech where he talks about from his inauguration, we don't want to replace one colonial power with another, which is the definitive thesis of why he didn't want to follow the French in occupying Vietnam. And then the film ends with a speech about race. And and it It ties it into what's happening
0: right now. It makes the conversation is not over. That he was trying to have this conversation and we wouldn't have it. And then Johnson was like, "Well, let's just pass the civil rights movement, civil rights act, and the Democrats can say we solved race and move on."
1: Yeah, what I'm saying. It's wildly emotional the way to hear him say, like, you know, if one man. I'm butchering a speech, but like, if, if one man is, is, is oppressed, like, we're all oppressed. And that's like, that's yeah. sort of like, um, you know, a religious idea, but also a very true idea. And I'll, I, I love, they give them this extended speech at the end, which is his speech. I believe it was June 11th, 63 about race. And, um, and, and you're talking about Vietnam. I just want to also point out like, uh, literally, and I read this, uh, you know, great, a refutation of the, uh, the Tim Wiener uh, Rolling Stone article that Jim DiEugenio did. And this was a criticism of the documentary and Jim DiEugenio responded. But in this article, Tim Weiner is like making a bunch of uh, pronouncements that like the whole movie is actually like KGB propaganda and whatever, which is bogus completely. But then he even KGB doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, him and a lot of other people are saying like, you know, and this is a common thread. Kennedy was not actually going to pull out of Vietnam. And in the Alicia Long article, she says that like no one could know what Kennedy would have done in the future in the no, war. He, war.
0: He wrote secure, he wrote the, the memoranda. It's about very what he
1: was going to do. It's crystal clear in the documentary that he was withdrawing and specifically not committing American troops and willing to let Vietnam fall, because he did not want to engage in another colonial battle. And that thesis was in his inaugural address. Weiner uh, is ignorant of this and claims like there's nothing in the documentary that shows that he wasn't going to withdraw. So is Long in both of their criticism of the documentary. Literally in DiEugenio's response, he ends by saying, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, the New York Times ran an article that said like Kennedy would have withdrawn troops from Vietnam. And guess who is the author? Tim Weiner." Like the same dude who in his criticism is saying, like, this wouldn't have happened, had the fucking byline for the New York Times of this story. Because it's obvious, it's factual. The documentary goes to great lengths to show you factual evidence. And in the four-hour version, that's going to be available on demand. And it sounds like I'm promoting this movie, but I'm just a fan. In the four-hour version, they're going to have, like you mentioned for JFK, an annotated script to accompany the movie with the sourcing. And there were moments in this movie where a family member who was watching with me would say, Oh, well that this part, you know, they just, someone's saying it, but you don't know if that's true. Well, they're going to source that stuff and you will be able to find those sources. Um, and look, Abraham Bolden was one of the guys in the secret service in Chicago. There There was a plot to kill Kennedy in Chicago. Right before he went to Dallas, Thomas and guess, Arthur Valley. Thomas Arthur Valley and four Cubans and the Secret Service were tipped off by a man named Lee. You're asking who that Lee was Har- me. <laughs> You're asking who Lee Harvey Oswald was. I believe, based on Judith Very Baker, his girlfriend on 63's testimony, I believe that was Lee Harvey Oswald. And I believe that. He was an asset who was being moved around by different handlers, but he did not intend to kill the president. And I think that his, the fact that he was in the second floor uh, lounge when he was found by Roy and Marion Baker, 90 seconds after the assassination, and the three women who were going down the staircases of the Texas School Book Depository didn't see him move down the staircase. Well, was true. he
0: drinking a Dr. Pepper or a Coke? That's the real, <laughs> I don't give a fucking shit about where the bullet came from. You what was he drinking? I you know, dilatined. Well, I mean, I think you, yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. Um, and um, so when this next one comes out, when the part two comes out or the expanded version comes out, I guess we'll just have to, get back
1: together and we'll have to to continue the discussion so much homework. I really hope that they do. They, they've told me and they've mentioned this publicly that it does expand a little on uh, his intentions before he gets into the presidency. It also expands on a little bit of like Angleton and Dulles. And there's a, there's a huge inference at the end of the movie. They're saying it was the CIA and he's, and CIA is represented by Angleton and Dulles in the film. And I think there's an expanded emphasis on that. And like you said, they're little flashes. They showed Gerald Ford shaking hands with George HW Bush. That is trying, they can't go all the way here, but they're trying to wink at you and show you something. They show Showtime is not going to go that way, but well, and, and look, this is, this is worth mentioning. Nobody wanted this movie. Netflix didn't want this movie. None of the big companies. And Netflix, would buy. Netflix this. will do any kind of real,
0: real crime trash. They get their hands on. This and is it's the original insane. true crime story.
1: It's insane that they wouldn't do it. And it, you know, it's political and it is. I'm sure there's lawyers and I'm sure there's other considerations, but they could not get American distribution for this film. It's being distributed internationally yeah. a lot. Well, Luckily,
0: w, he, he was with Studio Canal. Like, you know he's doing business with the French to get his movies out. This is an Academy Award-winning filmmaker.
1: It's it's ridiculous. Honestly, it's ridiculous. This is a, a,
0: a Yale educated war hero. Like this is a this is a substantive person of note in our society and a hugely influential figure, like a kind of like Benjamin Franklin of media. And he is treated like a like at worst, at best a buffoon and at worst a traitor. And it is totally insane. And we'll continue to watch his movies and we'll continue to talk about them as they come out
1: yeah i'm I'm happy showtime and it's specifically it's just the guy running showtime whose name eludes me but he put up the untold history of the united states which is the doc series of history awesome that,
0: documentary that
1: stone made they also put up the putin interviews and they had this pre-existing relationship and they they put it up and you know i give credit to showtime for getting it out there i give so much credit to stone and to do jenny o and all the people um, they interviewed to Rob Wilson, the producer, and and look, they Lisa they had an Pease. editor, Eliza yeah, P's and, and and David Talbot, and 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 there's a lot of great look. David Talbot is Mantic
0: a, and Cyril Weck too. Their their
1: work's incredible. They and did a Doug, great job. Doug Horn, man. Yeah, and, and look, David Talbot is a an established writer with a lot. You know, he's not a, he's he didn't come for the conspiracy world, and he wrote this book about Dulles, and yeah. and look the evidence is there. And when you look into it with an open mind, I'm not trying to convince, like, I'd love to convince people of things, but at the end of the day, like people come to information when they're ready and when they're open and willing. And I think this documentary, if somebody does not know this case, I think this documentary makes an incredibly persuasive argument that the entire myth of the Kennedy assassination is that it was three bullets by Lee Harvey Oswald in the sixth floor. And it wasn't the CIA from multiple angles. And I think the, the film makes the argument, actually, it, it more than likely was the CIA from multiple angles. And, and, and we mentioned earlier, the, the mystery wrapped in enigma. And my point there was that if you listen to Gary Hemmings, Hemming and, Gary Patrick Hemming and you listen to some of the other operatives who were involved in, and who may have been in Dealey Plaza that day. What they say is that it was crawling with spooks. And what you do is it's like the Thomas crown affair where everybody is wearing the bowler hat and the briefcase and the black suit. It's impossible to catch everybody. It's that football play where everybody runs in a huddle. And then they all scatter and you don't know who has the football. That is the operation that happened in Dealey Plaza. You had Cubans there. You had American, you had mafia guys there. I mean, Eugene Hale Brading is a mafia guy who was arrested outside the Daltex building. And a lot of people think that he was the conduit that got shooters into the Daltex building. You know, there are plenty of people who've confessed. People say someone would have talked. They have spoken. Like I believe it was David Morales who said like, we got the we got Kennedy in Dallas and we got the son of a bitch in Dallas and we got the little one in L.A. I mean, like people are talking and what happened was we were lied to as a country. And this documentary, I believe, is one of the most persuasive arguments of why and how we were lied to. And I wish that it, I wish that it included a lot of my own favorite gems. I wish, like I said, it had the FBI document implicating George Bush. I wish that it had the Clint Murchison meeting in Dallas the night before the assassination in which LBJ, Nixon, and J Edgar Hoover, to your point, all convened. LBJ came out of the room, told his mistress after tomorrow, those goddamn Kennedys will never mess with me again. That's not a threat. That's a promise. He also told his mistress that New Year's Eve, when she pressed him again, he said it was the CIA and the goddamn oil men. Um, I wish, I wish it included, you know, <laughs> a lot of things like the deathbed confession of E. Howard Hunt. I wish it had gone through Hunt's, Hunt's projection of yeah. LBJ to Meyer Jr. To David Atlee Phillips, to Bill Harvey, to Frank Sturgis, to David Sanchez Morales, to, or to a uh, Corsican mm-hmm. gunman.
0: Like, I mean, you know. very careful about, about what stories he brings but, forward. He, Putting the
1: eggs in the basket. He might believe
0: and probably does believe a lot of the stories of the folks that you're telling, but he's only going to put the stuff on the record that he is like hundred percent sure of. And I think maybe we'll see more of that. It sounds like we're going to see some more of that in the next one, but I think I hope. They're, they're probably just being, they're being pretty careful. Like there's no way DeGeno is going to like even talk about James Files. It's just not going to happen.
1: Well, and and to people who don't know, like James Files is a mafia guy who was in jail who told uh, Wim Dankbar and Joe West, two documentarians, that he was the shooter on the grassy knoll and that he used a Remington Fireball 100 and shot a mercury tipped round that was made by a mafia um, uh, armsman codenamed Wolfman, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people said the new Bob Dylan song about the JFK assassination. It says Wolfman howl. And people have insinuated that Wolfman is a reference to that Wolfman who made the bullets or a reference to George H.W. Bush, whose secret service codename was Timberwolf. But um, you know, files files has this story that he was brought in through Charles Nicoletti and Johnny Rosselli, and that he worked for Sam Giancana who was actually working for Tony Accardo in Chicago. And his story is that he made that shot on the knoll that he was told only shoot if the backward shots from the Daltex building don't hit and don't hit Jackie. He claims he was going for the Kennedy's right eye. And just because Kennedy they have not
0: hit from the Daltex building, that was this is an easy shot. It's like right there in the corner.
1: Anyway, whatever. Well, no, the, <laughs> the, the, the look, the assumption is they did hit him. They hit him square in the back from the Daltex building. No, Somebody no. hit him from that angle square in the back. And, you know, the file story is that Roselli came in on the CIA abort team flight that was flown by Tosh Plumley that Tosh Plumley claims he flew in a CIA abort team to Dallas to be in Dealey Plaza to try and abort the assassination and that they failed and that um, you know there's uh, there's other people who you who was know sending
0: in the abort team
1: and why well somebody at CIA all this is my speculation somebody at CIA figured out what was going down and wanted to stop it. And they sent in an abort team. Um, and which is another thing you would have to cover up that CIA agents did it. And the CIA knew about it and tried to abort it like that. They can't let that out, you know? Um, and, and look, there's, there's Roscoe white who claims he was code named Mandarin and took a shot from the County records building. There's a lot of people who've been speculated there, but my, my point is that like, Look, this is a never-ending rabbit hole. But when you get a little shred of information that you that that connects with the other shreds, I mean, it is like a um, you are chasing a high. You know, you're chasing the high the first time you saw the men who killed Kennedy. You know, this amazing docu series that's got all the look. I will go ape shit forever. I know, then is that, I want to go back and stream that again, and then I
0: also want to watch evidence for revision because those, those to me, like I would say, you want to be, I don't know. There's a lot of shit in many Kill Kennedy that I think has been kind of debunked, but there's a lot of good stuff in there too. Like what's her name, um, Beverly Oliver. Uh huh. Fuck her. <laughs> Not a fan no i don't like her uh but um you know her and i got in a fight about in on facebook about whether or Jesus. not john, john mccain was a communist um but that anyway, is not relevant here Lee. i know but she's an idiot and she's a liar but anyway the point <laughs> the point is um the point is like if you there's a couple of movies if, 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 if there's plenty of books that can convince you one or try to convince you one way or the other if you're just interested in watching a documentary about this. There's two that I find very compelling that prove that there was a conspiracy. One is this, JFK Revisited, and the other is Evidence of Revision, which I think is just some person on the internet just made a found footage documentary, but it is it's incredible. Um, and but Men Who Killed Kennedy was kind of the beginning of that that journey and I uh, love that series and I love the Lucien Sarti all the course again Assassin French Hitman. I know uh, stuff that stuff's well, very compelling and that that loose end has never been tied up like that that's here, here's what i've always said like there was even if oswald wasn't the conspiracy there were a lot of conspiracies like you're talking about like there's like i totally believe that there was a lot of teams out there today and some uh, out there that day and some of them might not have even known about the other you know what right. i mean it's kind of like it's kind of foolish to think that there weren't teams in Dallas that day.
1: Well, and that's what people like gaslight you and go, well, you're saying there's this, a, one of these new articles, they're like, because those people you know, don't know what was
0: going on in the world at that time. And whether or not you care about Kennedy assassination or not, whatever, it is incredibly important to understand in order to understand where we're at today, you have to understand what was going on then and how Kennedy tried to change it. <laughs> and
1: they, and either he died for it, or they killed him for it. Why did Why did they hide all the documents about the attempt in November in Chicago against Kennedy? Why did they railroad Abraham Bolden? <laughs> because that proves that there was conspiracies to kill Kennedy, and and specifically that matched there was, the template. Of there was Dallas. an identical three named ex marine from a Japanese CIA airbase. Uh, a patsy named Thomas Arthur Valet, and who there were four Cubans with high-powered rifles. That is what we're talking about. You have two different layers where if any one of them gets pinched, it takes heat away from the CIA. It's plausible deniability, and it's a layer of the conspiracy so that the onion, if you peel away one layer, there's just another one. And that's why you're using all these cutouts and that's why they're different teams we don't you know one thing it, we're talking about the medical kennedy and i highly recommend all of the episodes and some of them are contradictory but but like the madeline duncan brown story and the meeting at clint murchison's house the night before is really well dramatized ed hoffman
0: and, that stuff is good ed
1: hoffman the deaf mute who saw a shooter and this shooter could have been files could have been someone else but both him and both uh ed hoffman saw the Shooter, shoot and throw the gun to someone else. Files' story matches the entire Hoffman account, except Files says he didn't toss the gun to someone else. He says he broke it down himself, put it in a, a briefcase. Doesn't matter if Files is the guy or not. But uh, Ed Bowers, who is a railroadman who saw a puff of smoke and the shot mm-hmm. from the knoll, Ed Hoffman, the deaf mute who is uh, standing and saw someone shoot from the uh, grassy knoll, a- and the, the the craziest thing in the men who killed Kennedy, besides there's so many cool things, and I love the Lucian Sarti and all that stuff, but this was not addressed in this documentary for time. What was not addressed were all the other human beings who were murdered in the cover-up. There are many, many human beings who were murdered for knowing too much about this, not just George De Shield and David Ferry but there were other people who were killed. And one of them was William Bruce Pitzer. And I think in JFK Revisited, they do an absolutely phenomenal job of proving to a moral certainty that the autopsy photos were documented. And they do it through visual analysis from people who were there and also analysis of the photographers, two of whom took two different sets of pictures. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, it's very convincing. It's very convincing. Now, William or William Bruce Pitzer- And Doug Horn's research backs up what they're saying too. And William Bruce Pitzer worked at the Naval or the National Naval Medical Center where the autopsy took place, allegedly in possession of autopsy-related film and photographs and he told his assistant that he was going to quit and he was going to go to the news organizations and do a special about what he knew about the real autopsy photos and videos, okay? Mm -hmm. He is one of these people who shot in the head on the wrong side with his left hand and his right-handed kind of bullshit. And what's fascinating in The Men Who Killed Kennedy is, there's a guy named Lieutenant Colonel Dan Marvin, US Army, who says that he was approached um, while in the military by a CIA man to do a hit on William Bruce Pitzer. And he said he declined it because even though he had been trained and he specifically says he was trained on- didn't want to cross- work on American soil. He wouldn't do it. You know the story. He wouldn't do the work on American soil. And he says that his his trainers, I believe he was a a Ranger, Green Beret, something like that. His trainers trained them on assassination crossfire and Mm -hmm. used the Kennedy assassination as an example of how it all went perfectly and how it was pinned on a patsy. Yeah. And he got the distinct feeling even listening to his trainers talk that they were involved or knew about the Kennedy assassination. And then he was being trained as this sort of like, you know, uh, a military assassin hit kind of dude. And, uh, and then of course the story is that then he saw a documentary and years later, and he saw that William Bruce Pitzer was one of the suspicious deaths on the list. Yeah. Look, I think that this
0: happened. Yeah. Look, it's interesting in men who killed Kennedy, they interviewed two prominent, um, fixtures in the in the research community one is bob groden who were who thanks to his work we've seen the zubruder film right yeah and uh the other is gary mack who is the guy Ah. who points out badge man in the i guess it's mary mormon's uh photograph of of the grassy knoll at the time of the shooting and he i think I, i don't know if he was the guy who did the like digital uh um touch-up that they they show in the in the uh in the documentary and that is available online but basically he was one of the first researchers like hey if you look closely in mary mormon's photo you can see this outline of a guy looks like a cop right Uh, we think he was the shooter and so Uh, from that movie gary mack was one of the most prominent conspiracy theorists on the kennedy assassination in the world and as was as was bob groden so according to groden who um, I don't know. I only met the guy once, but he seems like not a little crazy liar. Uh, according to him, they offered him the job, and he. Uh, and- tell tell them tell them what job you're talking about. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I know what you're talking about. So Bob Groden hangs out at the Book Depository every day, and you can go and, he- and you can go meet him and talk to him. And so I went and I went and I made the pilgrimage and I went to talk to Bob Rodin. What he said to me is what he says to everybody, which is that they offered him the job to be the head of the book depo- of head of the JFK assassination museum in Dealey Plaza in the book depository where all a lot of the evidence is, a bunch of photographs and you can't go into the sniper's nest, but you can go right next to you, you go above it. Um, they offered him the job, but you got to drop this conspiracy theory stuff. And he said, "Fuck you." And yeah. so they were like, okay, well, who's the second guy? Gary Mack. And they went to Gary Mack and said, Gary Mack, you want to have the job? Sure. Uh, but you have to drop all of your badge man stuff. And they dropped the badge man stuff. Jesse Ventura and his, his I don't know, court TV or truth TV show, yeah, yeah. Conspiracies. Uh, Conspiracy out, theories with Jesse Ventura. It's like, I've been a governor. I've <laughs> been a Navy SEAL. I've killed a man. I've eaten <laughs> human beings. And now I'm going to go bully Gary Mack. And, <laughs> and there's like, he goes in like, and Gary Mack's like, I don't know. Clay Shaw wasn't CIA. And like, and Jesse Ventura's reaction. He's just like, the, the hell he was, was. Like, you fucking idiot. I'm going to kill you. And like, he doesn't say that, but he's like, his reaction is like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, anyway, he basically Jesse Ventura bullied Gary Mack into admitting that, uh, he still believe there's was a conspiracy.
1: Even though he's so publicly now. He, publicly, yeah. So he did change
0: his mind. He did get the job and he's been in a gajillion different like TV packages and documentaries and interviews where he's like, well, there's a lot of different theories, but we all know that it was Larry Oswald. Uh, and then Jesse Ventura gets him to say like, eh, yeah, hmm. it probably wasn't. So it's like basically like, everyone knows what really happened the only people who do like to deny it is um <sighs> I don't think many of them are directly like, "Hey, someone's I mean, you're you're now in charge of covering up the Kennedy assassination at Time Magazine." But I think there are people who get off on being like, "Do you really think that the was a conspiracy?" Like, there's people who just get off on that. There's people who are sort of indirectly just part of the power scheme that keeps telling these bullshit stories. And then I don't know, are there people that are just actually like convinced of this? I, I, I don't know. Like when it gets down to the nitty gritty, I don't buy into every single assassination theory, but I just think like the whole truth about how this was all the CIA's fault ultimately is undeniable. It's just a historical fact.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but one of the things in the documentary that I didn't mention that I wanted to was that they make this great point that Oswald's FBI and CIA files had a flash on them, which meant that yes. if you... You could not take away or or you couldn't access or even add to his file because it essentially was like blinking red, like this is a huge deal. And if you need to access this file or try and add something to it, you have to go through the espionage uh, division. That's a hint. He's involved in espionage. Okay. Now, the interesting thing is just before the assassination, I think in like mid to late August. Somebody pulls the flash from or not August. I'm sorry, October, I think. Somebody mm-hmm. pulls the flash from the FBI or and the CIA, which means he doesn't that show up on the watch list. He's not on the threat index. Yeah. And a lot of the threat indexes from the early sprint or they're from the fall were destroyed by the Secret Service and not turned over when that
0: uh A is part of their job. It's part of their job to have access to like that's like their bread and butter is to be looking at shit like that and being like, Oh, I wonder if anybody works in a fucking bookstore with a, who owns a rifle, <laughs> but, <laughs> but here's intelligence the thing. connections. Uh,
1: the, the Soviet union didn't move the back bullet wound up four inches. The Soviet union didn't uh, take away this flash notice in the CIA and the FBI databases. The Soviet, no, and union... the
0: mafia certainly didn't either.
1: No. And that's the other discussion is like, the mafia and, and let me just say this because i think this is worth saying again a lot of people will malign you when you go they'll go so you're saying it was the military and the cia and the mafia and the cubans yeah, well they're guess all what working together on a bunch of other shit
0: so it's That's, not that unbelievable think they would also do this
1: it's how it works i mean like you have people who are all together working towards something. Yeah, and like, if
0: you know anything about these coups that happen in other countries, merely asking this, like having to listen to that question is insufferable for how stupid it is.
1: Well, and the other the other, <laughs> because point, the like, other...
0: That's just how it's done. That's how we did it in Iran. Yeah. That's how we did it in Guatemala. It's what we tried to do in Cuba. And it's, and I, I don't know if it's what happened here, but you, you can't,
1: but saying that like, that's unreasonable is unreasonable. And Guatemala, 54, I believe, uh, Philippines, I don't forget the, the time period. And then you, you go through these coups. Who's doing that? That's Lansdale. That's Lansdale. That's E. Howard Hunt. It's the same secret team. And that's why I'm saying I'm using this phrase because that's the name of one of the L. Fletcher Prouty books. But if you think of it like Mission Impossible, OK, let's put the team together. OK, that's why it's the same team who did the Watergate break in. Because it's the same guys. Now, why are the Watergate breaking guys, Cuban guys and CIA guys that we know? Okay. That really begs the question. What well, is they...
0: the craziest part too, is that like Watergate is,
1: it is Watergate is clearly directly connected. Related because look, you mentioned, and I talked over you. So I want to say it again. And because I was being rude when you said this. Um, HR uh, Haldeman, who was in the Nixon administration in his Chief book, of staff. Yeah. Chief of Staff, he said that in the Nixon tapes, every time Nixon starts ranting about this whole Bay of Pigs thing, and he says, I got to go talk to Dick Helms about the whole Bay of Pigs thing. We got to pay off E. Howard Hunt, or he's going to spill the beans on the whole Bay of Pigs thing. Halderman says in his book, Bay of Pigs for Nixon was code for the Kennedy assassination. Right. Nixon was saying, that the cia helms he's going to talk to helms about the cia agent e howard hunt because the whole kennedy thing is going to come out and he's using the code word bay of pigs because the cia killed kennedy in part because they didn't like how he responded to the bay of pigs and and people to my point earlier about like what people will say they'll say it couldn't have been all these groups right they'll also say It could only be all of those groups. It could
0: only be all of those groups. And
1: they'll they'll also say, "Okay, so you're telling me it was about Bay of Pigs and Russia and Vietnam and about space aliens and about the Federal Reserve and about uh, I can look in this document I sent you. I put a couple yeah, on the top. But, w-
0: and, but I would say to those persons, what do you think anything is all about? It's all about those things. Anything that relates to the highest seats of power is about
1: all of those things. And 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 look, people, you get a, you get a group of people together to make a movie. Everybody's there for a different reason, okay? And the truth of the matter is, every one of those issues whether it's Texas oilmen men angry that he's taking away the oil depletion allowance, whether it's people who think that he's going to like give us a silver backed currency, whether it's people who think he's going to share space with the Russians, people who think we should have gone to war with, uh, Russia, or that we, uh, that he's a, tr- it comes down to this. They believed, and this is what Elmer Moore said, the guy who covered it up for the secret service. They believed he was a traitor for all of those reasons. He was a traitor to them. And so it may be that Dulles was most angry that he was fired. It may be that Cord Meyer Jr. Was most angry that Kennedy was having sex with his ex-wife. But they it, all had
0: a reason to. It's everyone honestly, a reason. it's it's hilarious. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but <clears throat> It's kind of similar to the way that obviously, like, you know, I don't want to get too deep into this, but like, Trump did a lot of bad things. Uh, but uh, Trump, in, a, in many ways, was like, not just stymied by left wing activists, or the Democratic Party. Um, he was stymied by like, these deep state guys i guess you could say that like he's always railing against but they're not left-wing guys but there are a bunch of of people in intelligence in military intelligence that he directly insulted that basically one of the reasons why like he was like all of this shit leaked out about trump and why he was impeached is that they uh they basically compromised him and uh, they kind of took him down in their own way and that that is the thing that is so scary about these people is that they've unless you are a Bush
1: right unless uh, you're in the club already
0: unless you're in the club, they take you down. they've 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 taken out in like Kennedy was assassinated either it was Oswald or it wasn't it was either way they used it as the opportunity to basically take to, to prevent what what Kennedy was trying to do, which was trying to open up a new frontier of diplomacy, friendship, love, and peace on the planet Earth. Unless, um, and, and then, you know, they, um, the- uh, uh,
1: There's a civil judgment uh, that the King family in court has been proven- proven that the
0: US government was complicit. Un- behind
1: MLK family. Jr.'s assassination. Like, Dayton well, mm-hmm. Carter, who I mentioned earlier, from the ex-FBI agent, said that one of Malcolm X's bodyguards was CIA. He knew for a fact. Yeah. And Malcolm X, there's more information coming about that out about that this year. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I talked last time we talked about this book, The Inheritance. But I yeah. firmly believe that Bobby Kennedy um, was mm-hmm. going to reopen this case if elected president in 1968. Broadway. And I firmly believe that it's impossible for Sirhan Sirhan, who's six feet in front of him, to shoot him one inch behind the back of his ear. That's impossible. We're we're getting off the track. No, no, but 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 it is all connected. You're saying the decade, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. But yeah. So the point is,
0: like, they took down Carter. Like, basically, they used the the crisis at the uh,
1: the embassy to to take him out. uh, And And we know that's a fact. They know it. They made a deal. They made made a a deal to not release the hostages. Until after Reagan was inaugurated, and that was a deal struck by what you would call like the the sort of covert, sort of, you know, I won't say deep state, but like the deep operators, and mm-hmm. that's that's being run by H.W. Bush. Yeah, Reagan is a fucking actor. He's reading his goddamn lines.
0: I know anyone who thinks that like Reagan was anything but just like a public relations man. For this, uh, for this worldview, for this form of imperialism, is a fool, and so, and to continue that thought, so they, yeah, they took out Carter. Obviously, they took out Clinton. They Clinton, they made it easy to get Clinton impeached because he was just waving his dick all over the place. But they neutered his his administration, um, and then you know, o- Obama was just faced with was you know, obviously he continued sort of murder inc abroad, but anything he was, he tried to do that was progressive was stymied by these people. And ultimately, (laughs) I mean, here's the thing, like say what you will about um,
1: Trump, Trump. I mean, I will say, (laughs) go on. But uh, right before the election,
0: the, army goes to the press and they say we're not going to intervene don't worry about it and a week after the election is declared suddenly the vaccines are getting approved so like I'm kind of okay with the fact that clearly I don't think that I do not think any votes were stolen but clearly there are powers at play that can make moves that decide the course of destiny. So, unless you in Trump ultimately didn't play ball, and like ultimately he was undermined. And I'm not saying this to make him out as some fucking hero, or whatever. I'm just saying, like, you see what happens to presidents who don't play ball. Yeah. And the only ones who didn't get <laughs> fucked over by something were Reagan and the Bushes. Yeah. They, nothing ever, neither, they never got impeached. Nothing ever happened to these people. Obama didn't even go after them afterwards. Clinton didn't go. They were war criminals and nothing ever happened to them ever because they didn't, they were either involved in this shit or they didn't upset it.
1: And I like, was, yeah, Trump's
0: a piece of shit, but he uh, like kind of pointed out, he's like, fuck the intelligence state. I'm not going to listen to what these assholes say.
1: Look, I, I had a lot of, um, I had hope that Trump, uh, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. I had hope that he would do what he said he would and release these JFK documents. And multiple times he deferred, delayed, and minimally release some but did and not give himself credit he's like everyone he, we was saying we should never give out the documents but i think the great documents
0: we're seeing wonderful documents and we're going to give out all the documents we can but it
1: was <laughs> total total bullshit. well he look it's like they they did lip service to say well, we released something they did yeah. not release the documents that you know and look who's to say if anything left really will shed light on things but but the truth is that the I smoking had
0: gun it. is in the Watergate tapes. The smoking gun is we in have James Fatsi's trash can. You know we what I'm it. saying? Like like the idea, we don't need to fight a smoking
1: well, gun. Well, I'm saying that like Hostie is telling people Oswald was an FBI informant. He had an FBI informant number. Like people have, like I didn't make up the CIA O&I connections. That's what people have discovered. And and I just want to say this, this is interesting about the Trump thing, Okay. I wish I could remember this quote a little better. And sometimes I can remember stuff better than others, but there's a guy named dark journalist and he's on YouTube and you may not have seen him before, but you know, he, he actually made a JFK doc that I found that was like pretty damn good. Um, But he, he focuses a lot on the aerospace connections and he has his own myopic view of like the thing, but um, and he, he, he like, there's so much money and so much, there's so much money and so much power at
0: play. In the, in the aerospace industry, that it is literally, you wanna talk about playing God on earth, that's it.
1: Well, and you have, you have like the height of American top secret technology, you have project paperclip Nazis, you have all, everything like going on there. And, so, and, and more money than anybody can say no to. And so what he has said is like, so he got a quote from like E. Howard Hunt's Watergate attorney who says that Hunt told him once, that like the assassination was about like the alien presence, which take it for whatever you will. But, but here's what I think is interesting. He also said recently that um, he's quoting judge Napolitano. And Mm -hmm. he's saying that Napolitano claimed he was pressing Trump to release the JFK docs. And this story is that Trump tells Napolitano. And again, I'm trying to remember the, and I'm going to mess it up a little bit, but essentially he says that, I can't release this information because they came in and they showed me some of this stuff. And I don't have the exact wording, but it was like, it was so explosive that like, I couldn't release it. Okay. So you can make up your own mind if that story is true. And if you can hunt that down or you can find this dark journal, dark journal sky, but like, what is explosive in here? Okay. Now people would say it's a couple of things, either one, it was that it was actually Russia. Which is the whole cover story and that's what they've tried to spend the latest document release right it was actually russia he was actually a russian spy we couldn't no tell sense. you they had no
0: incentive it was they no. would much rather have had jfk in the white house than nixon or
1: LBK. i'm with you now what's the other thing the more common thing is it was us it was american intelligence it was an internal coup we did it what's the third possibility like maybe it involves like nazis or ufos or something right i'd say those are the only three That to me, it's like, what could actually elicit that response? You go, okay, holy shit, that is explosive. If that story secondhand from, from Napolitano is true. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's it, to me, it's not an either or. Or it goes up or it just goes so high up to the top that it is like. Well, what we're talking about, like every other president.
0: Like it, it, it it might just
1: be the bullshit. I mean,
0: that might just be what it is
1: look, look, George, look for people who don't know, and there's a movie called dark legacy. It's all about this, but yeah. And the, and the, the,
0: the book too, the, yeah, the Russ Baker secrets, book, yeah. family
1: of secrets for sure. And, and I'd recommend people check this stuff out, but look, uh, Bay of pigs was codenamed. Uh, the the most interesting thing I learned from that book is that the bushes lived in Compton for a while, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> well, the, the Prescott Bush, funded the nazis through union bank okay full stop Grandpa oh, by the way bush. you
0: can see uh you can see something that says zapata on one of the maps in jfk revisited the right union right bank.
1: and that's what i mean Those about these hints. easter yeah. eggs yeah. the yeah. the code name for the bay of pigs by the cia was operation zapata at that time bush, bush was running Bush's off- company bush's company was called operation zapata and he was running offshore oral drigs, rigs rigs off of uh, the Texas coast and into the Caribbean that were used as CIA cover bases for operations for the Bay of Pigs and for other uh, central and South America operations. Now, like in 1988, Joseph McBride finds the document that is from Hoover that lists George Bush, to the CIA. Eventually somebody tracks down a second, George Bush who was in the CIA. That guy says, dude, I've oh, never been briefed by Hoover. I was a clerical dude. It obviously was this Bush who was a prominent Texan. And and that's a huge deal. Like if he is a part of the disgruntled planners of the Bay of Pigs, those are the people that is where the germ of this operational operation was born. And it and it all flows to this traitor quote from Elmer Moore. They view him on multiple fronts as a traitor. So the mob may think, yes, we're getting screwed over by Bobby Kennedy, who's trying to prosecute us, and we got him into office. Like the The military industrial complex may think Kennedy wants to give the Soviets our top secret aerospace details, whether they be about advanced technology or not, then that's an incentive for them. The CIA hears Kennedy wants to slash their budget by 20 years percent. And specifically, I love that the movie. They showed the CIA <laughs> building shrinking. I'm like, uh what? How stupid do you think we are that we need to see fired the top three CIA people, uh, Dulles, Bissell and Cabell, Cabell, whose brother was the mayor of Dallas. OK, he said he was going to shatter the CIA into a thousand pieces and, and scatter to the wind. OK, that is enough incentive for the CIA. Uh they hey man, believe- I want
0: to kill him just hearing you say this. let's get JFK, <laughs> man. He's gonna fuck us over, he's gonna give all of our rockets to the Russians.
1: But people like I think that there's a naivete that people think that like it can't be, it can't be people always say someone would have talked. So many people have talked. People say that nobody can keep a secret. You wonder something funny, and I keep mentioning this files thing just because I recently read some of the second book, but I think this is fascinating. In Files' second book. This is James Files claiming he did that. He shot the headshot on JFK from the Grassy Knoll. He says, uh, David Alley Phillips asked me to do CIA work in Scotland. I can't talk about it. I still can't talk about it because it's classified. He's saying he personally killed Kennedy. And in his book, he's saying, I'm not going to get into what's still classified CIA operations. To me, that's wild. That like someone who's like telling this crazy thing is still holding state secrets. If I'm that's
0: like, true. if he if he was actually involved, if that's actually true, wouldn't someone have just killed him in jail? That's like I just don't believe.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I totally, I totally get that argument. And I don't have a good explanation for it, except to say that his or story someone at
0: ABC is just paying like, hey, man, here's a thousand bucks. You want to like,
1: <laughs> say well, this and, shit
0: on TV? And then he becomes famous and then he writes famous. But then he writes a book and he writes a couple books. I don't know. Well, like, What then, else is James Files doing? Is he still in
1: jail? He's out of jail now. And nice. Good job, James. Look, look, look. I'm not. Again, out of jail, back in the mix, I don't, re- ready to kill the president. Well, like, you know, in The men Who's Killed Kennedy, there's a guy who like supposedly co- is covered in mud, who is supposedly came out of the storm drain. There's supposedly this that's the th- cigarette smoking man. Well, that's and that's who the cigarette smoking man is like aping in The mm-hmm. X-Files, which is also they also did storm drain, I believe, in the movie Dark or the TV show Dark Skies, which was in the 90s, which was about kennedy assassination and alien stuff too which is neither here nor there um oh i gotta watch that but it's supposedly the o and i tried to stop the project what did you say that was called dark, dark skies supposedly wait 2013 no 90s no. Na-
0: that's the that's the uh oh is a tv series
1: yeah yeah
0: oh shit okay sorry but i gotta say sup- sup- this
1: supposedly the story is that like O and I tried to step in and like stop the project from getting made, and uh, and that was like that was reported in Silver Screen Saucers, and then that website is now dead. So you can find links on Reddit to it, but the website's dead. But it was a report all about how O and I tried to stop the production of this TV show.
0: Uh, they're making it look like whomever marketed this was like marketing it as like an X Files esque kind of thing.
1: Oh, yeah, to- well, totally. And that was like the sort of look and and Chris Carter is in it 1947, admitted, America was invaded, they never <laughs> left. All right, respect, well, I gotta watch this movie. Chris Carter TV show. Chris Carter was as admitted, he like they were meeting with CIA psychics and getting fed ideas and stuff. Um, and there's there's all kinds of interesting and the nexus between like. The, the dissemination of information through pop culture, mm-hmm. either to inoculate a conspiracy by saying, oh, well, you're just describing the show Dark Skies, so it can't be real. Um, uh, but like the fact, there's a lot of interesting things that like, I've, I, this is a pet project that I want to try and like get a doc going on. Um, but I just think like the evidence is there and people who claim, look, some of these hit pieces say there's nothing new in this documentary from the JFK movie. Are you kidding me? That was a fictional movie. This is everything is new because this is like the hard facts. And it's completely different. It's not a fixation at all on Bannister and Ferry and on uh, on Garrison. It's not at all. No, it's they, a don't ten- bring, they don't bring up any stuff. They don't, they don't bring up really any of that because it's covered in the movie. Right. It's a different it's a more of a 10,000-foot approach. It's about and-
0: the fire. It's 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 backs up what he said in his movie based on the files that were released because of his movie. That's basically Which, what it is.
1: He manifested the release of his documents via his first film and in the act of making it and distributing it and the consciousness awakening that because of JFK, it led to actual documents proving, like you said, yeah. that his thesis was solid. And I, I just want to point two things about this doc, you know, and again, it's not, I have, I'm not promoting it. I like it, but there, are two, the Dulles clip where they asked Dulles, have you ever killed anyone? Have you ever committed any act of violence in your life? They ask Alan Dulles that. Now, Alice Dulles is a fucking killer. He has been, or, he's ordered people's oh, yeah, death. The pause that he takes. Left now. and right. He pauses, he lights he smokes and smokes his pipe. his pipe for about three seconds. And then he says like, no. He looks, no. sounds like a grandpa. It
0: is like, it is a power move. I want to go back and rewatch The Good Shepherd actually after watching this documentary. Did you watch that movie?
1: I did, but the whole it's... time I was just thinking like, what are the actual implications of the people's stories that are being told, you know? I'm like, okay, Eve. There's good intelligence stuff there. There's a lot of like sexual blackmail. That's very true to intelligence work. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting. Okay. But,
0: um, all right. I think we did a good job breaking this one down I think <laughs> when they release the next one. Uh, let's get back together and we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it then. And then we'll
1: come, we'll, we'll make a final decision.
0: <laughs> to who did it? <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. I, um, look, and, and let me just say as a disclaimer, look, I am giving thoughts, but I mean, you know, do your own research, oh, and God. also don't sue me. I mean, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, I want to do some. I want to, I want to do some more like 3D model stuff because there was, that, <laughs> there was well, one. No, I'm saying there was that JFK. Remember JFK Reloaded? Remember JFK Reloaded? Did you ever I'm play trying this? to place it. It was a game, a simulation where you were up in the sniper's nest and you tried to kill it. And then you would, like afterwards you would pause it and then you could go anywhere in Delia Plaza and look at any angle. And it doesn't run on Mac anymore. I don't even think I have it. I think my computer out in the garage still runs it because it's like wildly out of print, abandoned, where like the Kennedy family itself tried to get it shut down. Um, But basically they were like, we'll give you $10,000 if you can recreate the uh the the three shots in this Uh it's actually a pretty realistic ballistic simulation from all accounts and it's a it's a brick by brick recreation of the of dilly plaza um and uh no one that was ever able to do it <laughs> in this little simulation. <laughs> now that that proves anything, but I, I and, and I know Dale Myers did all of that like 3D model work, but I would like to see somebody who, cause he's has his own subjective perspective. I would love to see someone come forward and do some more like work on this trajectory stuff. So, so we can figure out this throat wound. Was this an entrance wound? Was this a trach? And if it was an entrance room, entrance wound, where, where did it come from? And, and so and,
1: and it's both though there was an entry wound undoubtedly and then, and they then a the trach. Trach over it. Yeah, it's not it's not an either or yeah
0: so um but i'm saying was it only a trach or was it sure um and uh yeah so I, I i just think that like based on what we know from the the, the the last couple tranches of documents i would like to see some more um some more work related to that. But yeah, it's getting late. We've talked about this for three fucking hours and I've enjoyed every minute of it. And we'll get back together and we'll talk about the next episode when it comes
1: out. All right. I'm going to leave you with a quote here. Okay, please. Alan Dulles about JFK. They thought he was a god. Alan Dulles hated that and he wanted to destroy it. And really what's happening there is full projection alan dulles thought he was a god and that he was in charge of who lived and who died full stop
0: well maybe alan, du- alan Dulles probably had more influence over history than jfk in a lot of ways but no one's hanging a picture of alan dulles on the wall next to jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> let's just put it that way thank you for thank you for talking to me and i look forward to doing the next one
0: well, thanks again for listening to our review of JFK Revisited Through the Looking Glass with special guest John Darden. Uh, we'll be back with John in the future uh, for a discussion of Project Blue Book. We obliquely referenced uh, UFO several times during uh, the episode, so we thought we'd, uh, we'd get into that. I know John has some, uh, has some views about that, and I'd like to hear what he has to say. Uh, today's opening theme was Spy Perfume by Skip Heller's Hot 7, and this outro is Secret Agent Rock by John Bartman.